This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Come for the craft beer, bourbon, whiskey, and great drinks. Stay for the conversations. Here's your host, Jonathan Green. Another Super Bowl is officially in the books, and sorry all you Bengals fans, uh, Houday Nation, it just didn't end up how uh, I think many people expected, but uh, congrats to the LA Rams, and, and to a lot of, just a good game and a good uh, halftime show as well, I really love that. And you know what also I really love? That we've got a great episode for you this week. For our conversation, we talked with country musician Jacob Bryant, he has a really cool story to share and makes some amazing music. And then for our tasting notes, we welcome back Jake Selleck and uh, to talk about using cream liqueurs with cocktails because I feel like that's all I see on the shelves these days and it's a little colder and maybe you want something a little more hearty. Don't forget to check out all of our other podcast features, videos, and so forth. Go to hopspirits.com for that. And now let's not wait any longer and get into the show. It's almost time. Where did I, where, where did I put those? Here they are. <laughs> it's time for tasting notes. Joining us once again for another Tasting Notes is a, a fan favorite of mine. I always love talking cocktails with this guy, Jake Solik, Beverage Director, partner with the Professors LLC. Jake, welcome back. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it. Now, you know, we've talked a whole lot of different things. Even though while we're talking, it's nice and sunny here in, in Lexington, um, it still is technically winter. And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like one of the things that a lot of people go to around this time of year, maybe I'm completely wrong, but at least for me, I, I feel like this is something that people do a lot more is go for those cream liqueurs, you know, the Baileys. Um, yes. And really, I went through the, the aisle the other day at Total Wine, and I was amazed by how many different ones are there nowadays. So I figured let's talk about some cream liqueurs. Uh, first off, for those that don't know, what is a cream liqueur? It's a relatively new category of liqueurs. The idea of mixing dairy with alcohol goes back hundreds, if not thousands of years. But it wasn't until very early to mid-70s when the company that is now Bailey's actually created the first cream liqueur. So it's only been with us a few decades. Basically what they discovered is a way to alter dairy's protein so that when you mix it with alcohol it doesn't sour and curdle so they were able to create a very shelf stable liqueur basically a cream liqueur is one it's a liqueur which means it's always going to have sugar in it so it's always going to be sweet as opposed to a liquor which is going to be a spirit that's going to be pure alcohol second of all because it's a cream liqueur it's going to have some form of dairy that's been stabilized so that it doesn't sour in a bottle so think of it as like a very, very sweet milk. <laughs> and one that can uh, also get you um, yes. intoxicated <laughs> yes, and definitely. also needs to be refrigerated um, because that's another thing. Liquors and spirits, you can usually li- leave those out. Cream liqueurs, you definitely want to have those refrigerated after opening pretty much. Absolutely. I always have just masking tape in the kitchen. I'll write the date that I open a cream liqueur and then tape it around the bottle. That way I never forget and, and that's also because they don't last forever, correct? That's correct. I think Bailey's right now recommends drinking it within 30 months. But I think across the board for all cream liqueurs, I would go ahead and drink it six to eight months just to be on the safe side. Now, now when mixing these, obviously, they, they are versatile. Um, I mean, you could go from your morning yes. coffee um, to, to you know an evening nightcap. I mean, you can go across the board. How do you, for those that want to do more than just say pour it in a coffee or put a a splash of of their favorite alcohol in there. How can you work with cream liqueurs? So you want to, you want to, first of all, avoid citrus. 
So any other drink that's got citrus, a sour, a punch, a daiquiri, a margarita, throw those out the window. You really don't want to play with citrus with your cream liqueurs. But any classic built or stirred drink, think of substituting the sugar or liqueur in that recipe for a cream liqueur. I think that's the easiest way to do it. You know, we, we go to coffee a lot with these things. Uh, when you create a coffee drink with a cream liqueur, what you're really doing is taking the template for an Irish coffee, which is whiskey, sugar, and coffee, and you're substituting the sugar for a cream liqueur. So you're really just taking an old standby and kind of playing Mr. Potato Head with it and swapping some of the ingredients out for something else. <laughs> I, I, I love that analogy right there. And and for those that might be curious of, of one that you've enjoyed or, or kind of uh, one that they can make at home that's a little different than like we were talking about, just the quick substitute, What what's a, a recipe that they might be willing to take a shot at and, and might be pretty shocked by? Uh, I'd say... Actually, you know, doing a really professional tasting white Russian, which kind of sounds like an oxymoron, but doing a white Russian really well uh, with cream liqueur is is one of my perfect dessert drinks. So you want to take a, a good base spirit, like a really tasty brandy, whiskey, or especially rum, um, add an equal part cream liqueur, and then I, I usually like to use half and half shake the bejesus out of that, and then rather than putting it on the rocks, I just like it uh, up in a coop, and then just grate some fresh nutmeg over top. So the, the cream liqueur combined with the half and half is going to kind of balance out any of the ethanol bite from the booze, and what you're going to get is just like a really rich, creamy, really almost like a drinking a dessert. That sounds absolutely wonderful. And then before I let you go on on this topic, I, I was fortunate enough to talk uh, with Stevens Charles from Ellis Cream Liqueur, which is a cremos liqueur out of Haiti. And he was talking about how, you know, it's these things can be used year round. And for them down there, especially in Haiti, it's warm. So they drink it kind of yeah. all the time. What do you say to folks that may be a little nervous to drink it maybe in the warmer months, so to speak? I'm I'm one of those guys that says go for it. Drink, drink what you like. Um, I'm going to drink red wine in July the same way that I'm going to drink white wine in January. Um, and that goes with a lot of things. It's not just alcohol. It's also food. You should eat and drink what you like. I say go for it. I appreciate that as always. And thanks for sharing some cocktail knowledge with us, Jake. Thanks, Jonathan. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here for the Bar Conversation is country musician. He's got a brand new album out called Barstool Preacher. Welcome in, Jacob Bryant. Jacob, thanks for uh, taking some time to chat with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, before we we got to, you know, I hit the record button, we were talking a little bit about drinks, and I know you, you, you drink a little bit differently these days, which is kind of yeah. perfect because we're coming off a dry January, so uh, what, what are you drinking these days? Anything Man, good? I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely not perfect. I can't say I'm perfect by any means, but I did decide to, uh, I guess, get sober, slow down as much as I can, and, and like I said, it's been a... Uh, it's been a struggle, but it, it is what it is. But right now I'm on this uh, non-alcoholic IPA trend. Um, this one, I'm not talking bad about the brand because it's the first time I ever tried it, but it's not my favorite one I've ever had. <laughs> but uh, there, there's a couple ones uh, that I've found that I really like. Uh, Athletic Brewing makes a really good one. Um, and then there's another one. Um, God, 
I can't I can't remember the the uh, the actual company, but it's called uh, Punk AF, and and uh, it's it, it, it's is it Brewdog? Yep, yep. Yeah, it, it's pretty decent decent, and the hazy one is pretty good too. I like that. I, I've I've been especially with you know for me in dry January uh, coming off of dry January. Let, let me be honest. I'll call it semi dry January because with yeah. a show yeah. like this, every now and then I I do have to. Uh, indulge uh, so to speak but uh the, the athletic i love and i kid you not my favorite one that i found it's at least where I, i'm at in kentucky it's at total wine it's three dollars for a six pack it's called pen's best na and if you like really? cheap beer it tastes like a cheap beer that's all you're gonna get i mean if you're just expecting i mean but for 50 cents a can i don't hey, think I, it can be <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about writing a letter to miller light and telling them i already own stock in that company from how many years i bought 30 pack after 30 pack. So they're going to make me some Jacob Brown edition Miller light in a, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you never know. They've been doing a whole lot of fun, funky things. I think I saw today. Uh, they had like a little weird, uh, 12 pack, you know, designed by someone, some, you know, someone uh, quote unquote mm-hmm. famous, uh, that got to put their spin on it. So who knows, maybe the Jacob Brown in a, uh, <laughs> a 12 pack. That'd be cool, man. I've I've tried like their sharps or whatever, and it's okay. But the, the closest thing I guess I found to Miller, as far as NA beer, would be the Coors Edge. That one's the closest. But I have not yeah. been able to find that at all because I've been curious. Because I mean, it, you know, it's, you hear one of the big boys doing one. I'm curious. It it's it's pretty it's pretty solid. And, and believe it or not, I was never really an Anheuser Busch fan, but the Budweiser Zero has been the closest to like a regular light beer that i've found well and if you're looking for one like i said try if you can find a pen's best in a and it looks like it's you said it was a total wine you said it was (laughs) a total wine at least at our our up here in lexington it was a total wine like three bucks for a six pack so you know what you're getting right off the start but like i said it brings some good flavor for a light light cheap cheap beer (laughs) and and for me i I figured i'd stay in the uh the the spirit and go with a little spiritless whiskey sour tonight little 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 cocktail little actually did good and actually got the foam on the top so i'm go. <laughs> i'm gonna pat myself on the back there you go. but you know we're here to talk you, you you're you're a country musician got a new album out mm-hmm. so for those that may not have heard of jacob bryant but are, are intrigued now after after our, our conversation on na's uh what how would you describe your music style because I, I really love your music and, and it's it's been a a lot of fun to kind of do a little deeper dive for this yeah i mean the only way i would know how to kind of i guess explain who i am and what i am is through music uh music has kind of been my therapy through um a lot of bad crap that i went through coming up and um dealt with addiction issues obviously doing the na thing and and uh my mother passed away when I was 19 and that was a weird ordeal and married and divorced by the time I was 23 kind of thing. Like, so there was, there was a bunch of stuff that I just kind of went through and, and music was what I leaned on, um, I guess to get me through those times and whatever. And, and, and of course at that time, alcohol and whatever else I was dabbling in, but, um, but yeah, it, uh, I, I think the music speaks for itself. I, it's, it, I get asked that question a lot. It's like explain who you are, what you are, whatever. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just me. And, and, and if you listen to any of the songs, you're going to feel the pain. You're going to feel the fun. You're going to feel the down. You're going to feel the up. You're going to feel a little bit of all of it. Um, and that's why I feel like this new record barstool preacher is, is really, um, a little bit of a roller coaster when it comes to, to that, because 
um, I'm, I'm really, I guess, drawn toward metaphors when it comes to, to songs and, and the way that I want to say what I'm trying to say. And um, so there, there's a lot of weird psychedelic versions of what I'm trying to say on there. But then there's also some very to the point um, uh, lyrics in there, too. So I, it's it's a very broad spectrum of really what I'm trying to say, to be honest. I don't know how to answer the question perfectly <laughs> other other than just listen to the record but <laughs> well and i agree with that i, I it's, it's a great record and you, you you grew up in north north georgia do you still live down there or or or, or, or there yeah i um i grew up in jasper georgia but i recently moved about 30 minutes north of there right up the highway so how, how did growing up there because i know you, you grew up with kind of a bluegrass family you know bluegrass mm-hmm. music family and such how did that just living there and 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 having family around kind of impact you and kind of you know your your music and so forth yeah i mean it it was all of my influence really i mean we grew up sitting on the front porch playing bluegrass music every weekend um my grandparents had a bluegrass band and that was all i ever wanted to do was be able to play music like them you know and um at eight years old, I kind of started messing around, and here we are. So it it, it definitely influenced a hundred percent growing up in that bluegrass kind of world, especially where I'm from. There was nothing to do other than sit around a bonfire and drink and pick music and whatever. But it um, it it also gave me a lot of, I guess, discipline with my right hand per se learning bluegrass before i learned country and a lot of that stuff because it's it's a totally different way of uh, or i guess a style of playing an acoustic guitar when you're talking grass but it um it's really cool to grow up around that kind of stuff and i wouldn't take anything for it well in in obviously it's working out for for you these days when did you decide to you know maybe give this a, a shot and have a career because it's one thing to enjoy to play. It's another to to want to kind of take the full dive in and you know make something out of it. I don't. I don't think I ever really wanted to do it. Um, I guess forever um, until after mom passed because she was a huge music nut and and loved it and you could definitely tell that she saw something in me at the time that I didn't see in myself yet. You know and. Um, I think after she passed, it was just kind of a swift kick in the ass to be like, let's do this, if not for you, for mom, you know, and, um, I I think that really kind of got in my soul and ingrained in me. And then that was really when it happened. So I I would say probably 2010 New Year's Day when she passed is kind of when I really, which I, I had already, you know, had a little bit of success and had landed a management deal and whatever in Nashville and. Um, I guess was playing around with it at the time, but after, <laughs> after, after that happened, it was more of a, okay, I'm going to do this because I'm going to prove her right. You know? So when I step on the Opry stage, February 18th, I'm going to do just that. <laughs> well, and that, and that's a, a, a really cool honor. I mean, you know, speaking of that, what, I mean, how, how, how cool is it to get that call that you're going to be performing on a stage that, you know, so many legends and, and amazing folks have, have played and, and, and had an opportunity to show, showcase their music? Um, 
I mean, I, I was telling my manager earlier, I'm, I'm super excited, but I'm almost like so ready for it to be over because I haven't been able to sleep very good <laughs> because I'm like dreaming about it and worried about what I'm going to do wrong and, um, you know, all that, all the above. But I mean, I'm, so, I'm, so you got some jitters, a little, little, little pregame jitters. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's super weird because I don't get nervous normally. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I mean, um, Jeff, my manager, and I, um, I mean, hell, we've been touring since 2014, um, so I don't, I don't get the nerves a whole lot. But I mean, in country music, I don't think there's a bigger gig than that one. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Madison Square Garden and Red Rocks would be my other two bucket list venues. But I, outside of that, I mean, I've played arenas, I've done amphitheaters, I've done small theaters, I've done, you know. A, crazy big stuff but i don't think there's anything ever going to top the opry i mean i i did the the rhyme in the original opry with dolly parton a couple years back and that was incredible too but it wasn't technically the opry you know so that <laughs> this one's going to have a little bit different vibe about it for sure and, and that that's on the 18th and and that's an amazing thing to to have happen and and congrats on that you, you 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 know you talk about playing with someone like a, a Dolly and and just loving music, growing up around music. What, who were some of the folks that, or what music did you grow up on? And and kind of, I don't want to say you know, model yourself after, but you know, kind of had a little bit of a uh, an influence on on how you wanted to play and perform. That's also a really tough one. I mean, it, <laughs> for for country, I would say it was always Keith Whitley for me. Keith Whitley, Travis Tritt. Um, George Jones, but then, like I said, I've always gravitated toward all music, and um, you know, you you got a little bit, and you can hear it in my sound now. There's a there's a huge mosh podge of like Almond Brothers, Skinner, Blackberry Smoke, Brantley, Keith Whitley, Travis Tritt, George Jones. Like it's it's a little bit of all that stuff, um, a little bit of early Alan Jackson even in there, and. Um, that there's there's a lot of influences there. Um, I think just southern music, if it would be the way to put it. I mean, that there's a lot of country artists that weren't from the south, and you can tell, you know. But you listen to like an Alan Jackson or you know even Aldine that did modern rock country, but it still has this Georgia sound to it, you know. And that's just kind of, I guess, what I've at least tried to emulate in my own way, the best way I knew how. Just kind of throw them all in a blender, see what happens. <laughs> Man, like I said, it. I was a dorky skateboarder kid that that failed chorus in high school because I was too shy to sing. I, I didn't. I didn't have whatever they call it until later. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it uh, it unfortunately fell in my lap, and here we are. So I say unfortunately. I, I wouldn't take anything in the world for it, but. It's um, it's a crazy whirlwind, man. I, if if, I, if you could have told me I'd be sitting right here doing this ten years ago, I'd tell you he was a damn liar. But <laughs> it's 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 pretty crazy. I'm 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 very blessed, very excited, and and uh, can't wait to see what the future holds. Well, and, and like I said, I, I I've loved to to listen to your music, your new album. Um, you know, you kind of touched on this a, a little bit. Obviously, tragedy is. is happened in, in your life and it happens in a, a lot of our lives and i feel like too for a lot of musicians you know past experiences is what they kind of pull off of or at least they they draw from when, when crafting songs and so forth how much does kind of maybe your your past play and what you're you're sharing and and uh you're writing about 
I would say um, in the last 12 years, eight or nine of that would be nothing but that was all I could think about. But, I mean, now I have, you know, two beautiful children and a beautiful wife and a new house. And, like, God's been good to me. So it, there's definitely a lot of the down-in-the-dumps turmoil stuff that I had to get off my chest and write about that was super therapeutic throughout that writing process and whatever. But I think now I'm more focused on, um, you know, of course, grabbing some of that stuff because that's some of the, my favorite songs off this new record. Can't take an angel to hell. is probably my, one of my favorites, um, on the album. And that's a super dark place that I was in when I wrote that. But, um, it's also one of those things that I look back on now and I'm like, well, man, that's super cool. But I want to write about some fun stuff too. You know, I'm, uh, I'm 31, and like I said, I'm a dad, and and I want my kids to be able to look back and not uh, not want to cry in their beer every time they listen to dad's <laughs> records either. So, hey, there's nothing wrong, but but I, I get it too. You also want to have a little bit of everything and have something for for everyone when they when they come out to a, a show. And you yeah. kind of talked about Barstool Preacher. I, I, you know, like I said, I've been listening to it a lot lately, and that was kind of one of the reasons I wanted to reach out and see if I, if I could get you on just cause I've enjoyed your music. I love the bottom, raise them up. Even some of your old ones from your previous album, you know, pour whiskey on my grave mm-hmm. more than one year songs like those, but for Barstool preacher, uh, what can folks expect when they, when they hear that? Yeah, I mean that this, this record, like I said, I've, I read a scripture or at least have been taught a scripture in the Bible somewhere where it says we're two or more gathered in his name. That's church. Well, I consider myself a Christian, not a perfect Christian by any means, but, you know, I'm standing on stage sometimes and I'll be singing something like more than one year or pour whiskey or, you know, whatever. And then the next song will be, or uh, sometimes I pray, the one I wrote about mom and, and whatever. And then you'll look out and you'll see a grown man squalling, you know, crying his eyes out and, and whatever. And like, there's just something about that track that touches him and, I don't know, for some reason, every night I, I sit there and say that, kind of the same thing I just said. I'm like, look, we're, we're two or more gathered in his name, that's church, and let's go to church real quick, boys, you know, and we'll play that song, and right there in the middle of a bar, you know, somebody that may or may not have known God at that moment or needed God in that moment or whatever it may be, that's kind of my way of saying, look, he's still got you no matter where you're at, you know, and he uh, he left the 99 to find the one, so it's it's kind of... It's kind of a little bit of my way of, of giving back what he's tried to give to me and and uh, somehow try to uh, make my spanking when I get up there a little less. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And, and like I said, obviously, Barstool Preacher, I, I find it, or at least a lot of fun on your two albums, you, you get Preacher in there too. Uh, is it a little tongue-in-cheek also just with, with everything that, that's gone on in, in your life, but also just being able to share your story and you know, maybe get, impact someone out there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, there's always going to be a little bit of God somewhere in everything that I do. I mean, this right here is something that my mom wrote um, and is hung in my house, and she was kind of, I guess, very in touch with her spiritual side a lot more than I've, than I've been, and um, I definitely want my kids to, to know that and like I said, I'm I'm just trying to uh, trying to channel the good in me, not not all that that uh, craziness I did for so many years. Well, and you know, you obviously this is your your second full full length album that you've put out. How does how have you grown, or how have how has everything evolved from 
uh, practice what I preach to, to Barstool Preacher. Well, I'm, I remember recording this record. <laughs> but, uh, That's yeah, a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm joking a little bit. I mean, I did have some fun throughout both. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've just enjoyed a lot more um, with, with, with a lot of it, getting to write with people like Wyatt McCubbin and, and Carson Chamberlain and Joel Shoemake, who wrote This Side of Sober on some of my earlier stuff, who was a big hero of mine as far as a writer who I never thought I'd even get a chance to write with. And now he's a dude that I text every single day. Um, Jamie Grooms, who wrote Poor Whiskey, you know, same thing. Um, so, I mean, that it's just a lot of doors that have been open, you know, since that first one. And, and um, you know, it's just, it's just a grind every day to try to make better music, better videos, better this, better that. And put on a bigger show and and we got one of the best bands that I've ever had throughout my career on our on our live show now and um it's it's going to be an incredible tour this year too I, I I can't wait we're we're supposed to be playing in Indianapolis um I guess Friday which would be today's the first so um but yeah there's like some huge snowstorm coming in so hopefully that show actually yeah. happens <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we're, we might get ice here in Lexington, so uh, we'll 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 see. Uh, you not know, fun you, being in a Prevo with ice on the road. No, I can't imagine that. That's not exactly where you want to be uh, anywhere, anywhere. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, now you touched on on the tour. What's it? You know, being able to get back out and tour again, and um, I mean, and kind of do do some things that you love. What's what's it like being, you know, traveling and seeing cities and just having a lot of fun and sharing your music. Uh, I'm one of them people I can't just sit still. I got to be able to do something with my hands. So I'm I'm super excited to get back after it and and do what I love to do. Um, and hopefully the whole world don't shut down again because you know at this point it's a virus. It's never going away. So let's get to work <laughs> yeah. and have some fun and have some fun and listen to some good music. I mean nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, looking at your social media and so forth, you can tell, well, I'm even just talking to you now, family's a, a big, big thing with you, very important. Absolutely. I mean, uh, can you talk about why, why it's so important? Obviously, you know, two kids a, a, and a wife and, and so forth, that, that's, that's a, a big responsibility too. But, you know, you know, being able to share, share your family with everyone, even just the, the, some random moments in, in life, how, how, how cool is that? I mean, it's awesome watching my daughter pick up a little mandolin and try to sing to her little brother, you know, already. And she's only two and he's eight months old. So it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of really crazy to watch. And then my wife is a health and wellness coach. Um, so she probably actually shares more of her life on, on her socials than I do. Um, but she's, she's incredible and an incredible mother. And it's super cool to watch the kids, of course look up to both of us. I mean, Naomi, my daughter will be in there working out with mommy and, and getting it done, you know, already at two years old. So Brittany's laying a great foundation for them. And she actually got me in there earlier. It's kind of funny. I didn't know if I'd be able to walk to the computer because I, I haven't worked out in over 10 years and I'm slowly getting back into it now. So I'm uh, walking around on spaghetti noodle legs right now, but I'm glad, I'm glad she's putting a little fire under me. I needed it. 
Well, I'm glad she waited until later in the day so you're not having to chase your daughter around <laughs> on noodle eggs. Because I've got a three-year-old who uh, likes to apparently come alive these these days at like seven seven thirty, yes. right when we're ready to put her down to bed. And I'm like, whoa, calm Shoot, down. Shoot, I'm ready to go to bed at seven thirty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, what's it? What's it like being a dad? Because like, you know, like I said, I got a three-year-old daughter who just mm-hmm. is awesome, and it's fun to just take her places and see her mm-hmm. learning things and, and all that. What's it like for you? It definitely changed my life for the better. Um, I mean, I forever didn't even know if I could have kids. You know, I, I lived kind of a crazy lifestyle and wasn't necessarily careful throughout my teenage slash college years and whatever, and just got extremely lucky, I guess. But uh, I'm I'm uh, not super proud of all the things that I, <laughs> I guess I did throughout those years. But God blessed me enough to put me in the right situation at the right time and. Like I said, I was blessed with a beautiful baby girl, Naomi, and a little chunky butt, Weston, that likes to eat everything, including whatever he can find on the floor. So we're having to watch him pretty close. But he's going to be a hoss. I mean, I'm 6'2", 200 pounds, and he's already huge. I think he's going to be way bigger than me. So. <laughs> Maybe an offensive, defensive lineman, maybe linebacker. Uh, yeah, yeah. We caught, his nickname is Big Hoss. That's what we call him, so. Might, might be setting him up for a little bit of a football future there. Um, you know, I, I've also, I think it was on maybe your, your Twitter. If, if you weren't doing music, uh, would, would you be a grill master or what, what would you be doing with life? <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I, <laughs> something to do with uh, any, some sort of barbecuing of some sort. I mean, I, I um, have made friends with the guys over at Rectech, um, and they make the best pellet smoker. I mean, I've tried Traeger, Pit Boss. Uh, a bunch of off-brand stuff, and, and it's it's not even close. Rec tech stuff. They don't pay me. They don't nothing. And I'm just telling you the dang truth. But um, but no, they they make an incredible product. And um, I've had two of their grills now. My my uh, guitar player just got the one they call the Bullseye, which is more like a Weber style kettle. But um, mine is like a two-tier pellet grill slash smoker and it'll hold ribs and chicken and like whatever you want to do but i'm i'm kind of uh just my regular go-to on it is just chicken breast we we eat fairly clean since my wife does what she does so it's it's normally either chicken breast salmon or something fairly clean for our meat or steak or something like that um some kind of filet because i'm i'm the weirdo that don't like ribeye i know most guys will probably <laughs> disown me for that but I don't like fat in my steak. I'd rather have a filet. But um, I was gonna say I'm right there with you. I, my, it's funny because my wife will order that, and I'm like, no, just give me the filet mignon. I'm good with that. I don't. I'm just very bad at, at dealing with with fat on a steak. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Maybe it's a preference thing. I mean, I, I don't even like shrimp when it gets so big that you have to like crunch through it. I like the little bitty shrimp. But we're. I, I guess I have a texture problem. But but yeah. Um, we we eat fairly clean, but that rec tech man. Uh, going back to your question, if I wasn't doing music, yes, I'd be doing something to do with smoking some sort of meat or cooking something because I just it. I actually enjoy it. It's not it's not something that I like loathe when I get home. Oh God, I gotta cook. No, I'm like, all right, hell yeah, I get to cook. <laughs> you know, so. Hey, I, I love that because uh, that. See, I, I was kind of the opposite for for so long. Now I'm not close to a grill master. I 
I hope I just don't set myself on fire half the time when I'm working a grill, uh, just because I'm a wee bit accident prone. Uh, but, but I mean, I've I've learned to cook a little bit and more than just you know macaroni and cheese or mm-hmm. or you know uh, what's it, whatever I can throw in the microwave. So I, I give you props on, on coming home <laughs> and just being ready to throw throw on the grill and and, and ha- have some good food. I mean, now do you make your own spices or rubs or anything like that or? Or, or, um, or, or how, how far into this grill master stuff have you gotten? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been lucky enough to kind of make friends with a bunch of people that do that. Uh, a good friend of mine owns Texican Barbecue Company. That's probably my go-to. And I'll have to, after we're done and off camera, I'll, I'll show you a bottle of it or whatever. So that way I can send you one. But um, it's probably my go-to for fish and chicken and things like that. It just, it's, it's in the realm of like a key lime pepper kind of seasoning. Like if you can imagine like lemon pepper, but not lemon, little key lime sweet vibe, but it's orange peel instead of the key lime. So it's, uh, it's, it's very citric, but peppery. It's, it's really good for just kind of a clean, fresh, like, if you want to do like chicken and broccoli and eat good for a night, it's it's really good. I like that. I like that. Now, now thinking this through, obviously, you know, you get to go out on tour. Are you kind of a foodie when you go out? Are you looking for fun places to eat? Or are you just hoping to get a good meal wherever and then off to perform and then off to the next place? <laughs> well, I was about to say, it depends on where we're at. I mean, sometimes it's <laughs> quick trip or racetrack roller food or whatever we get at a truck stop, you know. It, but, I mean, yes, I absolutely over the last couple of years, I've been a little more selective as to what I eat. Um, we'll usually Uber eat something to the bus or, you know, if we're at a venue that does have a nice restaurant attached to it, we try to eat fairly clean. But the goal is for this year, uh, Jarrett, my guitar player, I mentioned, we're going to bring that rec tech on the road with us and start buying some meat and just meal prep some uh, either like freezer broccoli or something we can throw in the microwave on the bus and then just bring a bunch of steak or chicken or something, just salt, pepper, and done. Just eat meat and veggies and be done with it. I was going to say, that sounds pretty good, and I, I think that's better than uh, the truck stop uh, burrito or, <laughs> or whatever that, that's going to eventually wreck you. It tastes great at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, but it, you, you don't like it about 7 or 8 hours later. <laughs> No, you do not. And, and before I let you go, obviously, you know, you mentioned you got a tour coming coming up, uh, pending weather. Obviously, mother Mother Nature can can throw a wrench in, in some yeah. things, re- real easy. But what what can folks expect from you in in twenty twenty two? Man, just our our normal thing. It's it's a uh, rock and roll rodeo road show. I guess would be the way to put it. I mean, it's um, it's kind of a it's literally a rock band with a country singer. We're we're not. Um, I guess your mainstream uh, right up the middle, modern country or right up the middle or old country. It's, it's, we got a little bit of everything for anybody. I mean, there's nineties country stuff in there and then there's, you know, stuff that lays right there on the radio. So it's, it's, um, it's just, I, I enjoy playing music that I like. So if, if I like, a song that sounds like Vern Gosden one minute I'll sing it or if I like a tune that sounds like Morgan Wallen the next I'll sing that so it's it's kind of just uh me being me and if people like it cool if they don't then they can ease on down the road and watch somebody else but I hope they stay and hang out with me and my buddy Hayden Kaufman's gonna be on tour with us uh this spring too so that's gonna be super cool 
Nice, nice. That sounds like a, a great time. And if you want to find out more, jacobbryantmusic.com. Find them also on social media as well. And, and I highly recommend it if you haven't. Find them on Spotify, Apple, where, whatever you're listening to. Like I said, uh, Barstool Preacher's out now. It's a great album. And, and Jacob, thanks for, for sharing a little bit of life and music with me. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate your time, too.